A podcast? Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire areas. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we welcome uh, Serena to the program. She's 29, uh, got a lot of different financial goals that we're trying to accomplish. I'm excited to hear about them. Hello, Serena. How are you? Good. How are you? What's it like to be 29? It's been a while for me. <laughs> um, not much different from 28. Yeah. You know um, what? Turns out that's pretty much how it is. Although at 40, which I'm almost there, uh, I hear stuff starts to break. So you're still pretty good at 29. Things work, right? <laughs> the most part. Good. All right. So what are we doing for you today? What are we working on financially for you today? Um, well, I'm working full time, been married a few years. Um, still would like some advice on how to talk about money with my spouse. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more of the spender, um, uh, backwards. I'm more the saver and he's a spender. And so we have a lot of different goals that we're trying to find money for. Excellent. All right. Can I ask you a million questions? All right, so let's get okay. after it. So uh, here are my questions. Um, so you're 29. How old is he? He uh, he just turned 31. Just turned 31. Older man. We had an older man alert. Uh, <laughs> and how? What is your household income? How much do you guys make? Um, gross annually, it's something. I just got pretty much a promotion, so it's 92,000. Okay, 92,000 as a household. Uh, and then how much of that is yours versus his? So my annual income is now 39000 and his is the rest. Okay. I'm doing the math on that. I don't know. What is that? Uh, 40? No one knows. Okay. So he makes more than you do. Uh, yes, does yes. that ever come into play uh, with, uh, we won't call them money disagreements, but if you're trying to get on the same page, then uh, there's a hair of conflict. Does, does, the, does the wage gap ever come into play when you discuss money? Uh, it did earlier in our relationship. Um, I had gone back to school and was unemployed. And so um, when it was just his income, we still ended up paying more for, for his car payments and his student loans than mine. Uh, and now that we're both working, it's, it's not as much of an issue. Right. So, but, but it looks like, or it doesn't look like anything, but what it sounds like is that possibly spending more on things for him uh, occurs as opposed to how much you spend on things for you. Um, nowadays, um, we have our budget and then we have some left over and that's where the issues are. <laughs> Okay, so what happens with that leftover? First of all, how much is left over? For example, last month we had about $750 left over to figure out what to do with. Okay. And so I want to save for retirement and pay off our student loans, and we're also saving to get a car. Okay. So three three great um, goals, by the way. Three very good goals. Yes. (laughs) So um, what ended up with that was we went, 
100 towards retirement, uh, 150 towards student loans, and then 500 towards the car because the car that we have is um, getting to be less reliable than we'd like. Okay, so all all 750 though went towards good things, correct? Okay, so, but, but so there was was there a problem with that, or was there a struggle to get to that point? Uh, well, I'd like to put more towards student loans than the car. Okay. And so there was some back and forth, and um, I was going to do fifty towards retirement, but there was a minimum of a hundred. Sure. So we ended up sacrificing instead of um, two hundred, we put one fifty towards student loans. And the- in addition of to our minimum payments. Let's take a look at the, the loan amounts that you have right now. How much do you have in student loans? Um, about 60000 right now. Okay. Um, it's about equal 30000 30, on that. And so you've, he's been out of school about 10 years or so, nine years, and have you been out seven? Uh, well, I, I got a second degree, so... Um, I've been out three years. And then uh, to what is the goal to pay them off in 10 years? Is your repayment plan longer than 10 years? What's that look like? Um, that's another one of the issues. Like, um, I want to pay mine off sooner. And um, he's okay not paying his off sooner. So So what would be the alternative? Um, Obviously, the, the alternative to not sooner is later. But what would he? <laughs> what would he rather do? with the money that wouldn't go towards paying off sooner? Is it more of a lifestyle decision? He'd rather expand the lifestyle a little bit? Yeah, I think so, because he wants to spend more for the, the car than the student loans. So with a $92,000, $93,000 household income, I'm curious as to what kind of car are you all looking at for him? Um, let's see. Um... Never actually bought a car myself. Okay. No, that's all right. Because <laughs> I've lived in cities where there's public transportation. Um, so it's, uh, I guess, a compact car that's reliable, has good fuel efficiency. How much do you think you'll spend on it? Maybe about $10,000. So 10000 total, but you're trying to save... Uh, for a down payment, or are you trying to save to fund it all together? We're trying to save for a down payment because we think we're going to need one before we can afford the total. Sure. And so then seven fifty a month, I mean, uh, is generally what you have to play with at the end of the month for student loans, mm-hmm. retirement, and whatever the, the funding goal needs to be? Yes. So I guess the goal would then make sure that of that $750 that the car payment isn't too much of it, that enough can go towards retirement and, and paying down student loans. So do you prioritize who student loans get paid down first, or are you equally responsible for paying your own student loans based on your income? We've been prioritizing. Um, we did some of his, and then we're looking at the... Right now we're doing the one with the, the highest interest rate. Okay. And then how, how do you all bank? Do you have one checking account, several different accounts? What's that look like? That's starting to get complicated. Oh, yeah. Here we, we have, go. Yeah, we have um, a joint checking account. Okay. We each have our personal checking account. We have multiple savings in different banks, and we have a couple credit cards. 
from different banks. Okay, now, from what I understand, there's not much of a balance on credit cards? There's zero balance, or do you have some balances? We'll pay that off every month. Okay. So that does sound complicated, though, because there's a lot of different accounts happening. Yes. So are are you, like, quick paying each other different amounts to split, like, rent and and those sorts of things, or how does that work? For our joint account, um, that's where rent and household expenses come. And then we divide... Uh, we have part of our monthly, um, well, biweekly um, paychecks automatically sent to our personal account. Okay. And um, so for uh, we, our, like, discretionary fund money, we have the same amount to each of us for that. How much do you have in savings? Uh, for savings... Um, the multiple accounts that we have, there's about 500 for short term that um, we use as things come up for Christmas, birthdays, dental um, insurance, and then a thousand for an emergency fund, and over 2,000 for our car down payment. Okay, I see. So the numbers you sent us, you have $45,000 set aside for retirement. And is this right? You guys are putting uh, uh, just over $1,100 a month towards retirement investments. Um, it's automatically deducted, okay. so um, it's something about the way uh, we don't have a 401k. We work for educational institutes with the 403b sure. pension thing, mm-hmm. so it's about 10% automatically goes into there. Well, as it stands now, based on the pace of what you're doing with $45,000 in your accounts, uh, $1,180 a month going towards uh, the future. Your million-dollar day is December 7th, 2047. So on December 7th, 2047, if you don't change a thing, if you keep doing exactly what you're doing, if even if your income goes up, but you're paying the exact same amount, dollar amount, than you are now, your million-dollar day, worst-case scenario, would be December 7th, 2047. And at your age 67, which is... Uh, what we consider to be full retirement age these days, you would have roughly $1.4 million, uh, $3,400 a month of income, which you're at $4,400 a month now. Uh, but because of inflation, that $3,400 a month would actually feel like $1,300 a month, which brings the question back to you, Serena. Do you think uh, that you guys can survive from your investments, at least, on $1,300 a month? Hmm. Um, I think that depends if we own a house by then. Okay. So Currently we rent. Okay, so you're renting, which uh, you're paying just over 900 bucks or so uh, a month in rent. Uh, and by eliminating that expense, of course, then you eliminate the need for the income to cover that expense. So that's good. Um, you live here in the U.S., so... Uh, are you, you're an educator? Is he an educator as well? No, I'm. I just um, my title is now research accountant, and he's a computer science software engineer. Oh, okay, so um, when it comes to uh, social security, you're both paying into social security. Will either of you have a pension? Uh, so the idea that you'll stop working and you'll keep getting paid, or not? Um. Yes, we should have a pension based on years worked and ending salary. Okay. So the the amount that we had for the retirement account, that's 
I think they show us our contribution, and it, it might not show the employers yet. Okay. Okay. So um, that sounds to me like a defined contribution plan as opposed to a defined benefit plan. This is not meant to uh, make things weird. It's just to say uh, you don't have what is considered to be a traditional pension. They sometimes they use the word pension, but it's a defined contribution plan, which, which is all to say you'll have Social Security, each of you. You'll have about, at this pace, $1,300 a month inflation-adjusted of income. So I would say this. I know we're talking about other goals. We're talking about getting along from a financial perspective now. But I would uh, make the assertion that the retirement is not properly funded yet. So when you say something like, I would have liked to put a little more towards retirement than the down payment of the car, you're actually right, right? Because the more you put towards retirement now, the easier this is because time allows your money to compound. Whereas if you waited to save more for retirement, uh, then you don't get as much compounding uh, effect. So, so help me understand again, are you pushing for pay down student loans faster? Are you saving or are you pushing for save for retirement more aggressively? And it sounds like no matter what he's saving or pushing for saving for the car down payment more aggressively. Yeah, that's what we're trying to figure out. So like, I both want to pay off student loans so we can free up that income and put more towards retirement. But if it makes sense to do more towards retirement now, I'm not sure. Well, here's what it will require. Yeah, no, I, I think you can, by all means, uh, continue to pay down the loans for two particular reasons. Number one, as your income increases, as it probably will, are you both in a field which you think your income will consistently increase? If that's the case, um, then those deposits towards your million dollar day and towards retirement will, will increase. So that $1,300 a month inflation adjusted number I gave you, while it is accurate as we sit here, the second your income goes up, any higher uh, dollar amount of money goes into your investments, then, then that number goes up. So, so that's good news. Uh, and the second thing is, once you pay off your student loans, then if you're able to then transition any of the money that you were paying towards your student loans towards the future, then in that case, um, then you're funding your future more aggressively and you'll have a, a higher dollar amount there too. I guess the, the big question comes down to, at the current pace, when do you think your student loans will be paid off? I got to think it's your late 30s to early 40s, right? That's, yes, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> do you happen to have uh, any, any children in the household or just the two of you? It's just the two of us. Okay. And then I know with housing, you, you brought up the idea of eventually you'd like to own your home, but you're currently renting. Is there any thought as to when home ownership becomes a serious goal of yours? Probably not for at least another five years. Okay. So that's good. So you don't feel any pressure to, to become a homeowner right now? No. I don't think you should, by the way. Just to be very clear. Uh, I, I think in people in your situation where it gets mucked up, and that is mucked with an M, uh, is it gets mucked up when you all of a sudden want to do everything at once. You want to get a new house, you want to get a new car, you want to pay off student loans, you want to save aggressively for retirement, and, and you can't do it, all of it. And so none of it is actually done very well. So I think acquiring this new car for him uh, is a good thing. Do you also have a car? or you, you said you come from a place of public transportation, or are you currently still using uh, public transportation? We, we now live in a small town, and um, the car is shared. Okay. Um, and since we live in a small town, and without much public transportation, it, we pretty much need it. So, but, um, 
is there a scenario in which you would have to get yet another car for the household anytime soon? That's unlikely. Um, as it is, um, I could walk to work, but he, he lives, uh, our house is a little further from his work. So okay. I, I don't see us needing a second car. So, so that's good. So really, sometimes there are these sneaky financial obligations that pop up like, uh, then we'll need a second car. For you guys, it truly is as simple as once his car is acquired, you'll be making the payments on him, whatever they are. But the remainder of the seven fifty a month of surplus is getting divvied up between paying off the student loans and, and retirement. Um, let's think about this. What, what do you think his car payment's going to be? Have you guys done the math on that yet? Maybe two fifty, three hundred. Okay, something like that. Let's call it three hundred, which then would give you four hundred and fifty dollars a month to pay towards student loans. Essentially, uh, what was that? Five thousand dollars a year uh, towards student loans. Actually, I I need to ask a question. That extra money that you're paying of that seven fifty towards student loans is that on top of the normal student loan payment? Yes. And how much are you paying on that that part portion of the student loan payment? For um, my minimum payment for my student loans is 400 and for his is 350 but um, he has his setup that it'll increase as his income increases. So 750 there plus the 450 um, what was that? $1,300 a month, which is about $15,000 a year. If you go hard at this, it's conceivable that you're out of student loan debt in four or five years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think this gets to the uh, heart of the issue here. You would be more uh, susceptible to want to do that, and he would feel uh, less uh, strongly about uh, being aggressive paying down those student loans, right? Yes. Oh, man. You know what? Here's what I think. I think that you go aggressively at paying off the student loans and upon the conclusion of paying those off in four or five years, it may be the time to start to look at home ownership. Uh, and this all starts to match up pretty well, because if you try to get into home ownership when you still have five or six years left on the student loans, cause you didn't pay them aggressively, that's going to be kind of a pain in the neck and it's, it's going to shrink how much home you can buy. And I think it can and shift your need for money long-term. These are my feelings, and how do I communicate that to myself? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there is this idea that you could navigate to a particular Ginger's podcast and just hit, hit play, and to be like, <laughs> listen to this. It's like uh, you just listen to this, pal. Uh, I, here's the th- pizza platter says I'm right, <laughs> and then you hear the one of the most common phrases across America is, "Who the hell's Pete the Planner, and what does he know?" <laughs> I get that a lot. Right. That's, that's the that's the spouse reaction to uh, me exposing myself. I, I, me exposing myself is not the phrase I wanted to use there. That sounded like completely different uh, as to what is happening. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think you're right. I think that you make the car payment 300 bucks. You take the extra 450. Retirement is going to begin to solve itself as you say as you earn more money. A higher per or higher dollar amount will go into retirement savings. And then once the student loan's gone, it's not like you're going to take that, that huge amount, that $1,300 a month, and all go towards housing. Then you can significantly increase what you put toward um, retirement as well. Uh, 
I think it's close to a no-brainer. I'm not going to call it a no-brainer, but I'm going to call it close to a no-brainer. I think you should make a four to five year aggressive run of getting out of student loan debt. Okay. <laughs> what What is your stress level financially right now? Um, it's, I don't know, moderate, higher than what it seems that my husband has. Sure. So uh, do you attribute that to his higher income? Do you attribute that to just his personality in general? Uh, do you attribute that to even complacency as it relates to finances? Maybe this is the part where you hit pause and you don't let him listen to this answer. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of things. Like before we got married, um, he didn't have savings, but he had thousands of dollars of silicone masks. Pardon me. I don't, I don't um, wait, stand by. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> did you guys, I, these ear, these ear sets, <laughs> these headphones that I have, did you say silicone masks? Yeah, like Halloween masks that are high quality and very realistic. He has thousands of dollars worth of silicone masks. Yeah, what so did, that's him. Okay, that's what he likes to do. What does he do with them? Um, he enters Halloween costume competitions. Um, he got sure. rid of most of them. Okay. Um, but me, on the other hand, um, I had like a teacher salary and I, I was able to save money when I was in school. So there were a couple times that I had to live off of my savings. So that's a bit of a difference between us. Yeah, no, the, absolutely. I mean, and, and look, we won't go too deep into this, but I, I always think it's interesting. Uh, it's important, by the way, that you and your significant other are raised by different people. I mean, I think that's the whole point of we want to be raised by different people, physically raised by different people. Uh, otherwise, it's a kind of a weird marriage. Uh, how much of how he is with money is a reflection of how he grew up, do you think? And vice versa, and you too. It's weird because I feel like we both came from low-income families, but he he likes to splurge more, and I still like to save more. So yeah. it's, it's weird that it's that we have that difference. That's interesting. Sometimes if you don't ever have a lot of disposable income, like we're talking about by paying off all that debt, you'd have $1,300 a month to do whatever you want with it. And that is both terrifying for someone that does not have their discretionary spending under control, but it can also be pretty freeing to know, oh man, that's a pretty good goal to get to that we could have $1,300 a month to do whatever we want with it. We could spend half, we could save half. And I think maybe that's how you motivate him. Because right now, uh, if he's gonna spend extra or still has that tendency to wanna spend and not prepare for the future, he's splitting a couple hundred bucks not $1,300. And I think you could sort of use that as a carrot to, to dangle in front of him. That sounds good. All right. What other, any questions, any other questions I, I can answer for you? Um, you've been pretty helpful. I, I can't think of anything else right now. My goal in life is to be pretty helpful. Like I never want to be all the way helpful. I want to be pretty helpful. So I'm glad. Um, and so um, now I cannot get an, an, the image out of my head of a room in your house dedicated to latex masks. Like I can't <laughs> shake that. 
but I'll get over it. All right. So thank you so much, Serena. We wish you the best of luck. Please give us an update. Uh, email us back when he says, who the hell is Pete the Planner? What does he know? We want to make sure that that's what he says because that's what everyone always says. And, and we wish you the best of luck. Okay, thanks. That's it this week uh, on the Million Dollar Plan. Latex masks. That's awesome. I'm not cool enough to have any hobbies. Like, I, I have no hobbies. Wonder if he's got like Wesley Snipes, or like if it's like famous people's mask, or if it's just like a guy with a foot out of his head. How how badly do you want to Google high end latex masks right now? I know I do, and that's what I'm gonna do. So we're leaving each other right now. That's it for this week. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time here on the Million Dollar. If you wanna be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at slash podcast. You heard me. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest, the freshest fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Salutations, I grade you love trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol. Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed. Glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole event horizon. No rear view concerns. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. This I adjourn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?